I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4. Then after 4 o'clock on the iHeart app, you have the John and Ken on demand podcast. You can listen to what you missed. All right. Uh, we also want to remind you that tomorrow during this hour, we're bringing back the voice line. If you want to be a part of it, leave a message using the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, or dial up the toll free number 1 877 Moist 86. 1 877 664-7886. Later on this hour, they did it again. The El Segundo Times assigned one of the reporters to write another one of those stories about what's wrong with people? Crime is not surging. People are just, uh, they're paranoid. And to prove it, we'll go back to the 1990s again. Right. Let's go back 35 years. <laughs> wow. Uh, Why don't you go back to 1895? Uh, they, 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 well, we'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> we uh, I want to give Matt uh, Capaluto as much time as Capaluto. Capaluto, as much time as he needs. Yeah. Uh, Matt suffered the terrible loss. Yeah, his daughter of Alexandra his daughter. died of fentanyl poisoning back in 2019. And he's been trying to get through the psychopaths on the legislature a law that would, um, 
Well, after the first, after the first victim of a fentanyl dealer's sale, right? Fentanyl dealer sells fentanyl, somebody dies. You get a warning. You do this again, one of your customers dies, now you're going to get charged with some form of murder. And wants to call it Alexandra's Law, and it would set a 10 to 12-year prison sentence if dealers who sell fentanyl, it ends up killing someone the second time. Yeah, officially it's called the Stop Fentanyl Dealers Initiative. And we did talk about this uh, back uh, in September. They announced that they were going to try to get this approved for signature collecting and hopefully get it on the ballot in 2024 because John's right. The Public Safety Committee and the Assembly in particular stopped this thing. And it was a long, horrible journey for the poor parents of kids that died from fentanyl poisoning, including Matt, just couldn't get through to these jerks in Sacramento. So got to do the end around, which we're familiar with. We know that on the show with sex offenders and other bills that failed in Sacramento and people started to put together ballot measures and uh, eventually got them passed by the voters. So hopefully it's going to happen again. So let's get Matt on and find out where we are on all this. Matt, welcome to the John and Ken show again. Good to have you on. Um, tell, tell us, what are the parameters of getting this uh, initiative on the ballot? How many signatures do you need in what period of time? Well, you know, right now we're waiting for title and summary from the Attorney General, General Office, which we should have in early November. Uh, once we have that, we will start the signature gathering process. We're going to need uh, roughly 700,000 signatures in a six-month six period. So uh, um, come no, early, mid-November, we'll, we'll start the signature gathering process. Um, but I, I want to point out a couple of things. Um, I want to make it very clear to, to all Californians, these are preventable deaths, and we can get ahead of this fentanyl epidemic if we follow MADS playbook, which consists of awareness, education, and accountability. If any one of those components is lacking, we will not get ahead of this problem. MAD was able to substantially reduce DUI fatalities with this approach, and we could do the same with drug homicides. Right now, we're doing a great job with education and awareness, but we lack the proper laws to hold fentanyl dealers accountable, and our initiative solves the accountability issue. Um, do you have funding to gather because you need 700,000 verified signatures, which means you need a lot more than that to account for a cushion. Many signatures get thrown out. Uh, where are you going to get yeah. the funding? Well, you, you know, and I thank you guys for having me on the show. I, I won't sugarcoat this. Uh, we do need help with funding. Uh, we do have a, a fund of some, you know, some pretty good uh, people in, in that realm. They know what they're doing. But we would like uh, anybody out there that, that can help donate. We're also looking uh, in particular for some people with celebrity-type status that can help us with our med uh, messaging. They can contact us or donate us through our website, stopfentanyldealers.org. Uh, talk about the experience you've had with the legislators because they have led you around in circles, I know. And it's been, you, you, you've kind of, I, I know when we've talked to you in the past, you've had a very earnest, very open uh, way of explaining what happened with your daughter, what happened with other people's uh, children as well. Very sincere. And then you run into these, these monsters in the legislature who lead you around and ultimately shut the door on legislation. I mean, I, I mean what, what's the experience been like? 
it, it, it's been frustrating. And, and, you know, until I got, uh, you know, thrown into this mess, I, I had no clue just how bad our state is being run at, at the, uh, at the legislative level or, you know, through our legislature, there are just people there that are completely out of touch um, with uh, the, the safety of, of Californians. And it's, it's terrible that we have to go this route of a ballot initiative because ultimately it's millions of dollars that's going to be, that could go to so much better use, uh, uh, time, effort, energy, all of the above. When if, if our legislature had, had done their job um, and, and truly represented their constituents and, and, and felt that safety was a priority, our law would already be in effect. Let me ask you about this quote, uh, Matt, from Democratic Majority Leader Isaac Bryan in Sacramento. He said this body has passed more legislation on fentanyl than any other legislative body in California's history. Talking about uh, sale, distribution, accountability, network. Well, how do you respond to that? It's all fluff legislation. Nothing meaningful from an accountability standpoint. The only bill that made its way through the legislature is a bill that, uh, that does put you behind bars for a significant amount of time if you are caught with a kilo or more of fentanyl. And to put that in perspective, a kilo is 1.2 pounds of fentanyl. 1.2 pounds of fentanyl is 500,000 potential lethal doses. So you, oh, have, to have, you <laughs> have to have enough fentanyl to kill a half a million people before they'll put you in prison. Correct. Yeah, I know some of the other bills have been things like, let's just do an education campaign well, in the schools. Let's hand out more Narcan or things to revive people. Those but- are the cover bills so that uh, uh, a vermin like Isaac Bryan could stand up and have a set of talking points to throw the, you know, the media off course. Well, he said that, you know, they've done more than any other legislature. What? And the other trick of that is fentanyl is news. So past legislatures haven't had to deal with the fentanyl drug, right? No. So it was also deceptive. I don't remember anybody yeah. talking about this five years ago. Yes. Remember, I, I want to mention what I, what I said. It's very important. We need awareness, education, and accountability. We have not addressed the accountability uh, end of it. As a result of that, California leads the nation in fentanyl deaths. And I want to point out a statistic. Only about 1% of all drug deaths result in the conviction of a drug dealer so we have wow. to we have to change them. right now these dealers are getting away with murder and uh, and they don't stop they become serial killers because of it they don't stop they continue to you sell know, deadly fentanyl you're right it is it is they are serial killers because they're selling this fentanyl every day and and people are dying of fentanyl poisoning every day i and and i i can't imagine how people can't see that we're allowing serial killers to go on and poison and kill thousands of mostly young people. That's and and I, yeah, and, and one more thing to, to clarify at the beginning. I, I want to make it clear: somebody gets our admonishment when they're convicted of selling drugs. So a, a death does not have to result uh, if they are, are caught manufacturing or, or selling uh, drugs. They will receive the admonishment at that point. Uh, letting them know that uh, in a subsequent conviction that, that, that then they could be charged with murder if, uh, if a death results. So this is going to prevent death. It, uh, uh, it, it absolutely will save lives. And um, uh, again, I just want to emphasize that if, if people want to donate, uh, if there's anybody of celebrity status, please go on our website, stopfentanyldealers.org. 
contact us. We would love your help. All right, Matt, keep us posted when this thing gets cleared for signature gathering. We'll get you back on to talk more about it. Thank you. Thank you both. Uh, uh, it's Matt Capaluto, who lost his daughter, Alexandra, back in 2019 to fentanyl poisoning. And again, we hope that we'll see on the 2024 ballot, probably November, the Stop Fentanyl Dealers Initiative. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. You build up the next pot. Yeah, that's right. Give, give it. Give I know it, I helped. Give it back no, to the not state. Not really. Probably $60. Sixty dollars. You got nothing. Not even. I, well, no, I got price. four dollars back. I took my tickets in, and there was a four dollar winner. Oh, so it was only, had a Powerball number. It was a, it was a uh, fifty-six dollar loss. That's it. Yeah. Right, oh, well. sucker. Okay, but, good. You know, I helped whoever that is in Fraser Park in Kern County <laughs> with the big winning ticket. Where is Kern County? That's what my uh, newswoman said. <laughs> News newsstand woman. You, she, there's still a newsstand in your town, huh? Well, she sells, she's actually got a P.O. box business going. And yes, there's still people with P.O. boxes. <laughs> what kind of a neighborhood is this? But it's got all sorts of little sundries. So if you mm-hmm. come into town and you're looking to buy cigarettes or you're looking to buy candy, gum, suntan lotion, there's all that crap. In uh, there. I see. All right. All my newsstands have closed. Yeah, no, it's not every a one of them. Lots of magazines, though. I can't believe how many magazines are still out there for sale. People and us and TV, this. And... All right. You got to listen carefully. This is, this is data. Don't glaze over your eyes. I'm the accountant, right? Data has come out on just exactly what's happened at the border. It is unfreaking believable. I can't even believe these numbers. Customs and Border Protection agents and officers encountered, this is from the day Biden took office, January 20th, 2021, through March 31st of this year, 4,670,695 unauthorized migrants at the southern border. Four million in wait a second <laughs> almost is, five million this is a two-year period january of 21 yeah to March you're right it's two years and two months two years right. and two months 4.6 million now wait ah. half were expelled under title 42 of course that was trump's thing right some were detained but two million one hundred and forty-eight thousand seven hundred and thirty-eight migrants were caught and released and into the u.s they went this is Here fat. we are today, and only 1% of that number has been deported. 1%. So you yes. come over the border, you have a 99% chance of staying. Uh, yeah, at least in the first two-year and two-month period of it. I, yeah. I, 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 don't, I think that'll probably stay. Now, yeah. among those that went to asylum court, remember, asylum is supposed to deal with people who are fleeing violence and oppression yes, right? right yeah so almost eighty thousand had their court cases started started right yeah eighty thousand ten thousand did get final rulings from the judges and how many what percentage do you think got asylum eleven percent eleven percent right so that's about a so one out of every ten migrants so, does, uh, nine out of every ten migrants doesn't so, have an asylum so case think about this only a thousand people were had the legal right to come to this country under asylum rules, a thousand. The other, well, there's nine thousand with the final rulings, right? Sixty-one yeah, percent were ordered deported, but the vast majority of them were still in the U.S. Right, They've only deported a small number of those. So officially. we, so we have over two million migrants released into the country, and about a thousand legally yeah. qualified so far. I, 
I remember the migrant activist groups saying this with those caravans, just overwhelm the system and you shall be yeah. free. Yes. And they're right. This and, proves it. Overwhelm them. And it, it's not reported honestly. Oh, they have to apply for asylum. That's they right. There's a process and we'll figure it out. And I'm sure many they, of them are worthy. And they never mention <laughs> that the vast majority of these people are ordered deported and they still won't leave. And we're not going to force them to leave. It's oh. such infuriating horse crap. The way this is covered, how everybody lies about it, isn't it? It's just, it's just. I want to slam my head against the wall. Why don't you just admit it? You want to change the whole nature of the country. You want to change the demographic characteristics of the country. The you, standard you, for asylum is persecution. It's that simple word. You have to prove that in your home country, you have been persecuted, particularly by the government. Only just 6% of migrants that were released were even screened for any kind of persecution. I will hear people go, well, they're, they're coming here because they're so poor. Being That's poor, not a reason for that, asylum. That is not. You tell the judge you come here because uh, you don't have money, he'll say get out. And even the Times favorite, which is, hey, gang violence in their home country is not good enough. No, no it isn't. No, we all have crime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I live in a bad neighborhood. Yeah, okay. Sure. Not grounds for asylum. How many? How many? How many millions of dollars in uh, in uh, taxpayer aid do you want? You know, is there a way that you and I, for uh, like a few weeks, could be asylum judges? Uh, we could be you know, migration because <laughs> we could be quick with this, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sir, do you understand what the word persecution means? Okay, well, prove to me that the government's after you. Did they arrest you for something political? Uh, or we would clear that two million backlog real fast. Unbelievable. All right, well, speaking of the Times, when we come back, we mentioned this. We had fun with them yesterday with their columns about racism. This is about crime, and they're trying to make the point to whatever readers they have left that it's all in your head, right? It's all in your head. We'll go back to the 1990s to prove that the Times were much worse. They did it again with their latest column. Who is this, Liber Janney? I don't know. I don't understand. Liberjani is this writer. Most of the names I see in the LA Times now, I, I don't I don't even understand them. Because they're probably young minimum wage people that yes. just uh, are looking for any kind of entry into journalism. Yeah, they're not they're not they're not journalists there. I don't know I don't know what they Oh are. all right. Liberjani. Oh, it's a man. Uh, he covers the LAPD. Yeah, right. And right. before that he covered public safety for the Star Tribune in Minneapolis. And and this goof is trying to tell us that the crime we see with our own eyes is not really happening. This is the tactic. Well, of, they have of, the statistics to back it up. Journalists. And no, the crime in front of me is not happening. You're imagining it. You have the mental disorder. You keep thinking that uh, hordes of uh, young men are crashing into Macy's and Nordstroms and stealing. <laughs> All the uh, all the jewelry and the handbags, right? That's not really happening. It's not happening. All right, well, uh, let's get into it. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio from 1 until 4 after 4 o'clock, John and Ken On Demand is the podcast, same as the radio show, and it's on the iHeart app, so you can listen to what you missed. Well, like clockwork, really, every few months, the El Segundo Times assigns a reporter, this time it's Lai Borjani, to do a story to tell you, I don't know what you're talking about with crime, things are fine. That's the bottom line. <laughs> Couple of things. And it says, oh, first they, they roll out the statistics. Violent crime has declined nearly 7% compared with this time last year, which is nice the way they can kind of cherry pick. What about the year before? It's like, uh, also, <clears throat> but yet grisly murders and wild police chases still lead the nightly TV newscast. That's been going on for decades. That's nothing new. TV news, if it, if, it, if it bleeds, it leads. It's a joke, right? So don't make it sound like that's something new they're doing. Social media, all right, that's newer, remains slutted with images of youngsters in hoodies streaming out of high-end fashion stores with arms full of stolen merchandise. Be well, that's because that's rather new. Because they are. Because it's really happening. <laughs> because those videos are depicting... Oh, but they call them petty thefts. Petty thefts are up roughly 14%. But other property crimes, see, homicides, but, robberies, and rapes are all down from a year ago. Because they created this category where if it's under $950, it's not, it's not a significant theft. You see? Well, it's what, not a felony. What, what, yeah. So they yeah. defined, arbitrarily defined, a crime as not being important. And then they say, well, there's not important crimes. I'm sorry. If you see 30 guys come in and they're each stealing nearly $1,000 worth of stuff... That's terrible. That's terror is what yeah. it is. 
I, and I you mean, know I, that some of those situations are going to end up getting real ugly where, you know, somebody may have a knife I, or a gun I, if they resist. Uh, this this Libor Janney is writing propaganda. This is bad journalism. This is intentionally misleading propaganda by him and the editors. And they do the same thing every time. They actually started the story talking to somebody named Skip Townsend, who talks about years ago with the gang members on the buses. It was so dangerous. They go back to the 1990s to remind us, you got it real good today because things were bad. City averaged more than 1,000 killings a year in the 1990s. 1990s, you had a lot of gang members killing gang members. It was isolated in gang neighborhoods. They were fighting over crack. Who sells what where? Right. All right. So Today, if you're stealing from everybody, right? Ex exactly. So when the crime comes into the middle class neighborhoods, the working class or upper class neighborhoods, all everybody else outside of the gangs, right. then people get terrified and angry and they should. It's one thing to have the crime in neighborhoods where gangs are controlling turf and fighting over it. All right. So. It, it, it's not a relevant statistic. It's a nonsense statistic. What matters is in a lot of neighborhoods in the Valley, on the West Side, and in other places, there are crimes happening. They are, they're not sensationalized. They are sensational in their own right. When you have 30 guys busting into a Nordstrom's and stealing handbags and jewelry. Oh, that, because that, everybody's got phones now and there's so much cameras everywhere. Yeah, and, we couldn't and, see this stuff 30 years every ago. Every major shopping mall has been hit by this. From, nice. from Torrance and Orange County to Century City to Sherman Oaks. Uh, you name it. The, the major, all of them have been hit up in uh, up in um, that 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 outlet mall up by uh, Deborah right and Camarillo. Camarillo. Camar they've all been hit, and it's always big gangs of young men, and it's frightening to people. And I don't want to hear any of this garbage from this disgusting newspaper. Well, here's what I thought of today because it goes back to 24 hours ago. We were doing a time story each hour that was focused on racism. And the one that we did this hour was about the women that left the country, uh, black yeah. Americans who left. Right. Right. And we looked through that story and we couldn't find in that story that they suffered or recounted any overt acts of racism no. against them. And I kept thinking, well, you accepted their reasons for leaving the country. America's racist. But, you know, but when you ask them if they've actually been attacked or no. nothing was there. So now then the next day you write a column about oh, the rest of us. The crime is all in our heads. Right. Uh, we're, we're paranoid right. and exaggerating yeah. it. In yesterday's story, they had no real stories or anecdotes from the people who left the country, nor did they even have any statistics to support their claim. That story yesterday was entirely invented. When you started reading the quotes from some of the women who'd left, it was clear that they had some um, um, uh, emotional unbalance in their life. Yeah. Imbalance. And, and that's what was driving them. I went to uh, find myself. Which you know nobody 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 normally uses yeah, woman that phrase. Yeah, was like a faith healer. Or yeah, something. right. She was in, in, involved in some kind of. Uh, but I mean, it's like, oh, you accepted their tenet of racism, uh, but you know, when people talk well, about crime and what they're it, seeing it, happening it, around them every day, oh, they're just exaggerating. It's made up propaganda, is what it is. 
The real the crime the crime is absolutely up. There are people they do not want to go to restaurants and eat outdoors because they have seen. How many times do you have to see somebody being held up and getting their watch stolen or their handbag stolen uh, in, in uh, outdoor seating at a restaurant? How many times do you have to see that? How many department stores do you have to uh, see get raided by these gangs? How many how many times do you have to see it? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm so sick of the of the times being an enemy of reality, the enemy of normal life, constant, constantly gaslighting us, constantly lying to us, constantly telling us, you know, they've got a survey from 1992. Stick that survey. And again, the bottom I, line is they don't really have that much influence anymore. They don't no, they don't. Readers, so, you know, sometimes us just spending time on this seems like a waste of our time, but... But, Honestly, yeah, but I just hate to see that. The thing out is, there. it represents the thinking of the legislators, the county supervisors, the city council yeah, members, does, the right. mayor, pervades, yeah. and they look to the Times for the cues. It's like, well, you know, our newspapers reported that uh, statistically, and they they do, they and, do. And, and 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 so that leads to policy, right? It leads to policy. It's a self-reinforcing echo chamber. So this Libor Jenny, whoever the hell this is, is dangerous. The editor is dangerous. He's they're telling you that what you're seeing and experiencing didn't really happen. It's it, it's because like, again, if you believe that there shouldn't be jails and prisons, right? Then you probably don't want people to think there's crime. Yeah. So it's a weird, sick, psychotic uh, philosophy that they're trying to impose on the rest of us to get us to accept their philosophy that there shouldn't be any jails, any prisons, any police, any bail, and all the rest. So to convince us, they have to say, well, it's it's not even really happening. Why, why should we have jails or police when there isn't crime occurring? It's not real. All right, we'll be back. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand. From KFI AM 640. All right. The uh, moist line is coming back tomorrow. So another reminder, leave your messages. Last one. Uh, use the iHeartRadio app to connect to the moist line or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86. Did a little more digging. We talked yesterday about the Olympic gymnast that everyone knew so well, knows so well, Mary Lou Retton. And she apparently has a rare form of pneumonia and is uh, in the intensive care unit. The update uh, that I'm seeing on that is not changed. Uh, but the thing that got people's attention, and now there have been plenty of stories written about it, is the crowdfunding. Uh, her daughter is crowdfunded to pay for her medical care, raising more than $300,000. Uh, she uh, apparently has no health insurance. So people wondered, and of course there's a good percentage of Americans who do not, have health insurance still, how that could be. And, of course, in addition to winning the medals in the Olympics, you know, even after that, uh, she became uh, an endorser of, of products, Energizer batteries, Purex detergent, Revco drugstores, of course, Wheaties, Hasbro, McDonald's, Videl Sassoon, GNC. She went on the speaking circuit. Uh, she popped up in movies and TV shows, competed on Dancing with the Stars in 2018, and she's also a motivational speaker. So Parade, remember Parade, John? Parade magazine? <laughs> Is that still around? I guess in the internet. Actually, I should say, a couple of months ago, I saw a Sunday paper, printed paper, mm -hmm. and there sure enough was a little glossy still, Parade still magazine. Still Parade magazine. Yeah, I don't think Walter Scott's still around, but uh, his personality Parade. <laughs> well, he never existed. Oh, that was just a, that was a pseudonym, yeah. Walter Scott's personality Parade. <laughs> uh, so, 
supposedly her net worth is $2 million. But did you ever see little things that pop up on some websites that say, you know, find out this celebrity's net worth? Yeah. But and I, all these websites that report net worth, but we I, just don't know how reliable I that figured is. those are fake. How would they know? I don't know how they know. Uh, Most people don't even know what they're worth. Uh, right. Uh, and the net worth, of course, is uh, not just your earnings, but it's your property. It's stuff that may not be liquid. Right, stuff that you just can't sell in order to pay medical bills because right. you got to live in your house. So, but but I mean, medical obviously health insurance isn't cheap if you have to buy it on your own. But it is it, it's inconceivable that somebody with her life can't make a, a an insurance payment. I, I just I mean, life. Then I thought with Obamacare much, and all the other programs right, that are out yes. there that she might be able to. Or it's possible she didn't want it. There are people that just don't want to pay for health insurance. I mean, 55 years old, you got to be thinking, oh, it might be more important than it was when you're 25 years old. But uh, Now, she divorced her longtime husband in 2018, and her net worth may have taken a hit depending on the settlement between them. I don't know whether or not she was a bigger earner than he was, and that, that kind of situation. I don't so, know. It's another factor that we just don't know. But uh, it says here again, she was hospitalized for a severe this, and rare form of pneumonia and could not breathe on her own. It, the whole story is mysterious. Like, how did he, how did she catch this? Because pneumonia is caused form by a, of pneumonia? a bacteria. Yeah. I wonder how she got this infection and, and, and nothing can treat it. There's no antibiotics that can work on it anymore. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, they push the vaccine now for pneumonia, which can really you know, affect older yeah. people. So I don't but, know. I mean, know. she's not that old. She's only 55. I've been, I don't know. Just uh, something strange about the whole story. I don't know what. Yeah, well, maybe we'll find out. But uh, you know, thankfully, they did raise a lot of money for her medical care, and hopefully things will now, work out fine. How uh, how far does that last? I mean, 350000 sounds like a lot of money, but... Yeah, yes. Yeah. You and I were just talking today about hospital bills, right? Hospital bills. If she can't or... breathe on her own, that sounds like a lot of care. So yeah, uh, and uh, and and if th if this can't be uh, fixed anytime soon, uh, she could be in the hospital for months. Well, I'm sure the story will come out right. soon enough. Is Conway here? No, we don't know. Let me know. He is. He's just out in the hallway. He's out in the hallway. Well, you know what? We're going to end the show. The hell with him. That's okay? fine with me. All right. We're going to end the show. <laughs> yeah. More news. Oh, right. look at that. Look who just wandered in now. He he, he spent so much time holding. Yeah, you lost hallway. your minute, buddy. We're moving on. Thank you, man. Thank you. Well, it's like high school with money around here, you know. Um, no, There's but, nobody uh, left to talk to funny. anymore. So who are All you right. talking to? So we have the, the guy on Andy who owns the store. That sold the billion one billion seven hundred million dollar lottery ticket. How much did he get? He gets a million dollars. He's splitting it with his brother. So we're gonna talk to him. Uh Kalina Astrinos, remember her from my uh, she's a we're at KCAL. She's been ABC, then she went to Bakersfield, Vegas. Now she's back on KCAL. And we're gonna be doing a kind of a, a, a cross talk thing with them. On Channel Nine. Channel Nine. At the that's, same time. That's right. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same time or they tape it or whatever. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know the details. Uh, John, I'm not a Are you on TV? Or? No, no, no. I think I'm just going to play the audio. I'm uh, not a details guy. You know, you know. I, I yeah, guess. It's fun know. to do. We right. love doing this. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then Dean Sharp's coming on, uh, and he's always great. 
<laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Did they write that for you there? He's Dean Sharp, great. he's always great. Right yeah. There. Look okay. At that. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, and then uh, Belio's earning her money, I'll tell you. Oh, Belio. We're glad you wandered in. It was worth it. <laughs> She's the best, man. By the way, go Dodgers. Come on, man. They can still come back. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad. You've got to go up against game four tonight, huh? That's Mookie Betts had the same amount of hits as my dead uncle had. Oh, you know, people love Mookie, and he had a good season. I love season. Mookie Betts. It's, it happens. But Freddie I mean, Freeman, slump. But, but factually, that statement's right. That is that is right. Yeah, he has many hits as my uncle. They all you know, caught the Kershaws. You know that Mookie Betts all year only had one three-game road trip where he was 0 for 11 or 0 for 10, mm, didn't get it. It was, big, it was against Pittsburgh in April. Yeah. One, one road trip the entire year where he doesn't have a hit, a hit in three games, and we get that Mookie in playoffs. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Freddie Freeman got one hit. I one think hit. he went one for 10 and one for 11. Yeah. Right? That's it. Fire everybody? Is that what you think? Well, uh, look, I mean, if, if you... It, if, it's, it's a mental thing. If you... It is, it, yeah. Here's the equivalent where, hey, it's the John and Ken show, and then you guys don't talk for three hours. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that would be a slump. Right. Be, and then yeah. we... And, be, and Robin's like, hey, what's going on with you? Like, oh, we'll try it again I'm after the commercial. Slump, but I got the yips. Is I that what it's called? I, that's right. I, I can't think of anything. I that's right. That's right. That's... Yeah. That's it for three hours. Mookie can't get a hit. Kershaw can't throw a pitch. I can't talk. I I John sounds like Biden for yeah, three hours. That's, that's, right. Right. <laughs> that's right. What are we doing the, here? Uh, Mitch, Where am I? The Mitch yeah, McConnell freeze. And then the SAG strike continues if you're worried about uh, that. Ding yeah, dong. Right. All, right. All right. You got a show. All you right. got a show. Like a homeless guy. He, that's he, great. If he talks long <laughs> enough, he finds a show. Crozier uh, yeah. is the ding news. Dog. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.